Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. In this episode, Allison and Tim reflect on the 2016 Hawkins Educators Workshops in both Cleveland and California. They discuss how the needs of the attendees have changed as entrepreneurship education continues to expand and evolve. So we are uh, fresh off of two workshops here in what was now July of 2016. Yeah. And um, the last two of five that we've done. That's right. And uh, we were kind of sitting here reflecting on what we felt from it, what we heard from it, mm-hmm. and uh, thought I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on, on exactly that. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'm resurfacing after being deeply immersed in, in these workshops the past few weeks. And I think really my biggest takeaway at this point has been that we really are a part of a global movement, that we, you know, here we are in our school and, you know, I feel like I've been in training the past year, so I've had my head down and I've been pretty amazed with the transformative growth that our students have gone through and how powerful this is as a vehicle for education. But even beyond that, then, to recognize how many other educators out there around the world are interested in trying new things and doing school better and and truly seeking out people who have had some success in programs they've developed and that there's this interest in collaborating and sharing and building together and I mean truly we had people coming from China and uh, Australia, Slovenia, Kazakhstan, I mean a, a whole range of different countries who are in much different places uh, economically and even with their education systems and things that they're facing and yet that there's this demand for stepping into a globalized world that's a lot more complex with the issues and being able to prepare our students to go out there and, and, and be those global change makers, the people that know how to solve the problems or at least understand how to navigate the problems and, and find some kind of meaningful solutions. I think it was, it was pretty encouraging. There was a lot of diversity within the attendee pool that I don't think we even, we were, weren't really aware of until, at least I wasn't, until I saw the people in the room. Mm. And it was the geographic diversity that you mentioned, but it was also the differences in both programming and needs that people had. And so you had, uh, you know, you had administrators of private schools there to kind of see where this might fit in their school. And mm-hmm. then you had sort of co-curricular after school program managers looking to implement something in four weeks. Mm-hmm. You had middle school classroom teachers, public, private. It seemed like we had uh, a lot of diversity in many different ways. And even in, in subject matter mm-hmm. as well. The interesting uh, piece here was we had a number of teachers who really wanted to test out how you can use real world problems to solve challenges in their own class, whether it was a science class or a math class or uh, history or English. I mean, there was a, a number of uh, different 
lenses or disciplines that people were interested in uh, using still, but by taking this new kind of approach that Doris has built out over 20 years of her career, I mean, this is her life, her life's work. And to be able to share that with people who are eager for a how, you know, I mean, everybody in the room is, is pretty aware that education is broken and uh, they, they really were there to understand how can we try something new to address that. You had mentioned that you had some uh, conversations with people um, that were sort of takeaways from you. Were there any specific ones that you kind of wanted to talk about? Mm. Yeah, actually, the uh, there was a, a person who mentioned that uh, they were a science teacher and they had been interested in developing something in their course and they were thinking, well, maybe I'll pilot a little something at the beginning just to see how it goes uh, and came away saying, you know, this really was a moment where I recognized it's okay to try things like this and that they might not work out and it's okay to fail. But if I'm able to at least pilot one unit up front in the beginning of my physics class that it might create more engagement for my students. And in fact, the entire year's worth of physics might be more engaging because of the three-week unit we did up front to explain why this matters to the real world and having them solve a real-world problem using you know, some, some physics to get there. So for me, hearing something like that coming away uh, from these two-day workshops, I thought, this is amazing. We're, here we are trying to share what an entrepreneurial mindset can be for the next generation and equipping our students in a way that they've got the mindset, they've got the skill set. But if we're able to also share some of that with educators who are now a little bit more entrepreneurial in the way that they approach their work, where they're willing to take a creative risk, they're willing to try something new, they're embracing failure. I mean, those are some entrepreneurial characteristics that I'm not sure uh, always present in the classroom. The interesting thing about this idea of failure, which is a really common theme in, in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial education, and it's there's a there's a heavy emphasis on you know failing often and failing fast, and and failure is something that's talked about a lot. And I think what's been lost in that approach is that failure occurs outside of that as well. Mm. So for example, as a traditional classroom teacher, you're going to fail. It's not like if you don't do entrepreneurial education, you won't fail. You are still going to fail huh. no matter what you do. It's in a different way. And, and so this idea of, of trying things and failing and learning from them, but doing them in a way that is from a positive approach mm. as opposed to like a shameful one. So I have numerous examples from my teaching career where I was in a classroom doing exactly what I was supposed to in the traditional sense and came up short. Mm. And, and uh, it was more of a shameful thing. It wasn't a learning opportunity. It was like, for okay, you as a teacher. for me as a teacher, it was like, okay, hide that. And yeah. <laughs> because don't talk about don't it, don't talk about it. And, um, you know, and then thinking like, well, maybe that's happening to other teachers. It probably is, but I'm not going to talk about it. And so I think that it's, 
failure, it's not an either or for failure when we talk about entrepreneurial education. It's sort of, True. you're going to fail either way. It's like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's interesting to think about what's going to resonate with students. I mean, it's something I've had to learn over the year, certainly, where uh, with, with Doris's guidance day to day and, and your support as well through that process, really thinking through where are the students at in this moment and how do we reach them and that we just have to try things and sometimes things will stick and other times they don't and when they don't we have to figure out then what are we going to do next in order for it to to really resonate because the the work itself with students working on real problems there's that ultimate understanding of why this matters but their process getting there, even if they're motivated to find a solution for a real CEO that's coming back in three weeks that they need to present a solution for, day to day, there's still a lot of messiness in that process that the students are trying to figure out and that we're trying to guide them through. And absolutely, some things work and other things fall totally flat. And you thought, wow, that wasn't so successful, but let's try it again. And, and I uh, appreciate that as a teacher, this first year that you and Doris have given me such space to fail. And you, I remember I came in the door and you both said, listen, you've never really done this before inside of a school. We expect you're gonna fail. We expect that you're gonna screw this up and we're here to help support you through that so that the class experience isn't compromised for the students. And I've been incredibly grateful for that leadership because uh, I, I really felt like it's been a mentorship kind of relationship, like I'm an apprentice in some ways, where I can really learn day to day by doing this work and then reflecting on it after the fact, you know, through conversations with Doris, conversations with you, where I'm thinking through why, why was that successful or why didn't that work today? What can we try tomorrow? And continuing to have this uh, proactive approach that is very creative every day feels different and I think I had a little bit of fear coming in the door that teaching meant standing in front of the room and having a lesson plan prepared and that that was going to feel stale but the this model again that, that Doris has created allows a lot more space for creativity and requires you to be much more invested in the moment to find where the students are and fill their needs so that kind of fill the gaps and whatever needs they have so that their learning can happen in a transformative way and that feels really dynamic and exciting from an entrepreneurial perspective which is more of my background it's something i not only heard but something i found myself emphasizing even more so in this workshop than previous ones was this idea of being completely honest and transparent with the students in hmm. saying up front, we're going to try some things and they're not all going to work. <laughs> and I don't have all the answers and I don't know the, the yes. perfect path. And I think that was very different. That's a very different way of learning than the system I was taught in, mm -hmm. where I just assumed the teacher was the authority. The teacher showed no weakness. <laughs> and in fact, as students, we tried to find that weakness and exploit it. Like that was part of the game, you oh, know? Interesting. And I, and I think sort of in listening to people and talking with people at this workshop, um, not only was there an understanding that you almost have to partner with students, but there was sort of a desire to be more transparent and to, and to show themselves as learners 
not just yes. as, as educators, and that that's a big component of this type of learning. Absolutely true. Really, the, the educators uh, that were a part of our work this year had a lot of interesting goals and learning objectives that they were hoping to uh, achieve through this approach to learning. Uh, I'm curious if you felt those were different in any way from years past or, or how this, this group of educators uh, approach things in maybe a different way? Yeah, that's, it's an interesting reflection because this is all happening in such a tight time frame. True. <laughs> uh, this change is happening so quickly that it's, it's hard to believe that it was only three years ago that we did this first workshop and we've done mm -hmm. five, mm -hmm. uh, but it feels a whole lot longer because of some of the changes. And one of the things that I was struck by at this particular these last two workshops in 2016 as opposed to the first one in 2014 uh, was sort of the maturity of the movement, which mm. I, I, it's probably a better way to phrase that, but it, it's a combination of things. It's people who no longer debate whether or not school is broken. Like that's, that's just a given now, it is. And, mm -hmm. and, the, and the people who we, we interacted with at this workshop, it was not even a just part of a conversation. We just know it. Mm -hmm. Um, there was also seemed to be more of sort of a, a tactical and systemized approach to this type of learning. In the first workshop, it was sort of more theoretical, like, why does this work? And, and I felt like at the first one, Doris and I were doing a lot of explaining on sort of almost selling, um, not selling in a way to convince people, but like to give them a framework. Mm. But it was a real generalized one. It was like, you know, these are kind of the, the ingredients, the raw ingredients, but we didn't have a recipe mm. and I felt like uh, in these past two workshops it's not a recipe because you can't just hand someone an educational like an entrepreneurial education curriculum right but we now have more experience doing this we have more experience doing these workshops and we have specific tactics that we know work and we can now give those to people and they can implement those things and I think people came into the door this time not only aware of those, but sort of ready and willing to take them and run. And it, it felt, it just felt more mature on, on many levels. That's a really great point, actually, because it, I was talking to Doris a bit about this work and uh, the systems that are in place here that over time have been put in place. I mean, this is really, this course is the most highly developed version of the model that, that she's put together, and that we're now in a place where we've been able to systemize it and understand where those patterns are, and here are the key ingredients, and here's how they flush out. Here are the assignments that come next, and here are the types of workshops we do in class with the students when they need to understand prototyping, or when they need to do empathy interviews, or whatever it might be, and that we can get pretty granular, and I was actually surprised how much of that the, the uh, educators really wanted. I thought, oh, maybe we're getting too deep when we were laying out the plan for the workshop. I thought, oh, we're not gonna be able to get through all of this, but the kinds of questions people were asking were really about the how and the implementation of this work, which made me feel excited that I knew they could take this work directly back to their schools and implement in ways that, you know, they'll adapt to how they fit into their own programming, but that it really was 
uh, sort of a how-to guide to implement something that is pretty radical by school standards. You know, the truth of it is, uh, this is just this is just what it is. But we are practitioners, and we have been developing this program at our school while we're teaching the class to real students in real time. And it's not theoretical, it's not based entirely and only on research. And that research is an important component, I'm not minimizing it. Sure. But I think to your point of attendees coming into the workshop and looking for tools, they are tools that we have tested and tried and either succeeded or failed or both. And with real students in a real course doing real work. And I, hopefully that type, of, uh, that type of experience is valuable. And, and I found myself talking to people and saying the same thing, like hopefully you can steer around the pitfalls that we fell into because we've tried this with right. real students and we, and we know some of the things that are gonna work and some that won't. Well, and I, I know a number of the attendees also appreciated being able to have those conversations with the students that we brought with us who were able to share from their perspective things that were successful, things that fell short, and bounce ideas off the students as well, that they said, you know, here's you know, what I'm thinking about doing in my middle school, public school class. You know, what are some thoughts you have on that? Can you give me some feedback? And based on their own experience and what they've learned in the course, they were able to give some deeper insight that was uh, helpful to the, to the attendees. So it was pretty cool to watch uh, the, the numbers of people get behind this kind of approach to learning and know that we aren't the only people out there, that there really are a lot of individuals who care about this work and are deeply passionate about finding new ways to implement this, these types of uh, approaches in their classroom. It'll be pretty exciting to see what our takeaways will be a year from now. Truth. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. Produced by Tim Desmond.